So, I mean, because mm-hmm. I feel like we can only teach so much. What's, what's your purpose? Because I don't, I don't agree with that. Welcome to the Get Well, Get Money podcast with Bricks and Matt. And on this podcast, we share lessons and experiences with you guys to help you become healthy and wealthy. What up, squad? Welcome back to the podcast. I am here. I had a very interesting morning. I had a friend drop a bomb on me. I've had a lot of personal development uh, advancement, let's say, this week through some very stressful events. I mean, I'm here. I'm blessed. I'm happy to see your face right now, Matthew. The beard is really working for you, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. That means a lot coming from a well-bearded man. You look like a like a well-educated lumberjack. I like that. I like that for real. Like I'll take where's my flannel up in this bitch. <laughs> um What's up with you, man? You good? I'm good, man. I am uh exhausted from from good means, from a from a good reason. Just working hard, hardly working over here. I hate that saying. Don't you hate that saying? Working hard or I mean it makes sense if you ask yeah. someone if they're working hard or if they're hardly working. But anyway. Yes, no, I have been I've been working hard. I've been working smart and it feels good, but I am tired. Um, what's your realization of this week? Uh one of many, man. Uh I'm I'm such a reader, right? I'm a voracious reader. You read? Uh, oh yeah, a little bit. I just learned how to read. <laughs> I just learned how to read the other day. Someone uh, <laughs> this, this this lady at the library taught me. But anyway, uh and I've noticed, man, cuz it's only been Maybe five years, not even five years, four, three or four years that I've been a real reader. And I've noticed that reading is overrated. I was waiting for his face to respond because, listen, I'm, I'm going to explain that. Reading is very important. Very, very, very important. But I would rather a person read one book, yeah. one very important book, and actually apply the things that they learn into their life versus reading 50 books a month and then not implementing anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So to really extract the value and uh, there's other reasons to read other than personal development. Right. But that's the main reason why I read is so I can become a wiser, more knowledgeable person. It helps me with my communication skills. There's a lot of, a lot of other reasons that I read, but I've noticed that I was doing a lot of reading and I wasn't doing a lot of practicing of what it is I was reading. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Right. So, so, so my, so my development, right? My, my growth this week is I want to stop just reading to read and really focus in on what I'm reading and actually apply it into my life. And I do, but more diligently. Get some more repetitions and actually implement this stuff into my daily regimen and, and and test it and just give it some time to really work, right? So yeah. I've been uh focusing on that, man. Kind of taking my time with what I'm reading and actually using it the way it yeah. should be. I like it. I like it. I um who did I hear it from? I heard it from some influencer, so it's got to be true, right? That, um, <laughs> you know, that reading a book a second time is not a bad thing. It's actually a fantastic oh, yeah. thing. Oh, it's the yeah. same concept of like, you know, you watch a movie or like you hear a song or something, then you, you, 
you re-listen or re-watch it and you're like, oh, damn, I missed that piece. Same mm-hmm. thing with the book. Same thing. And, and, I'm, and I'm, also, when you read again, when you read a book again, like we're constantly changing as people, right? Who you are today is not who you're going to be next month, hopefully. Yep. And when you, as you grow and you revisit some of this material, you'll pick up stuff that you read and you yeah. you comprehended, but you you didn't have the tools to comprehend it in the way that you may have now, you know? So you, you may take something totally different from that, the reading experience, if you re- reread it. It's almost like you were more mature the second time around or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 You, you kind of understand it more. You, you're more equipped to actually understand you know, and, and apply what you're reading. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so my, uh, my, uh, breakthrough is, it was actually, the previous week, but I've been mulling it over all this week as well. I started mm-hmm. seeing a started seeing a therapist two weeks ago, week ago, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Great, 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 great breakthroughs. Actually, so many breakthroughs that it'd be really boring to sit here and talk about all these breakthroughs. But something that I think that you will benefit from that I learned is this thing called um, rational self analysis. Something that mm-hmm. he sort of sort something that he sort of threw at me, and. I know that I've done something similar to this before, but it was never like tangible until he said it and explained it. He's like, I want you to go home and I want you to look up rational self-awareness. Wait. Analysis. Analysis. Thank you. Um, So went and looked it up and it's basically the concept and he explained of, all right, you're in a very high pressure moment or anxietal moment and you're like freaking out. You're just totally spinning. But... You stop for a second and you think, all right, what's the absolute worst thing that's going to happen? And he said, is someone going to die? Are you going to die? Is your wife going to die? Is your family going to die? And then I answered the question because this was to a very specific thing that we were talking about. And I was like, well, no. He's like, okay, well, let's move it up a little bit. So we know no one's going to die. And then he was like, okay, are you going to lose like your home or your, your, your job or like your means of income? And I was like, no. He started moving it up and up and up all the way to like, so the, the, ex- the experience you were having was completely irrational and self-made up. It was completely mm-hmm. emotionally driven. And the way he put it, the way he said it, or maybe it wasn't even him. Maybe it was just that it was, he was a, an, an unbiased third party. The way he said that was like a key just unlocked a door. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, Get the hell out of here. Like, and that makes total, total sense. Um, and I've found myself doing that uh, at the end of last week, at the beginning of this week, and up until today, like just measuring, like sort of, I look at it as you set this bar at the bottom of like, all right, I'm not going to die. She's not going to die. You know, my friends aren't going to, you know, and then I keep moving that bar up and then I look Mm -hmm. and see where the bar is at and I'm like, Okay, mm. it's not that big of a deal. There's our, there, there are steps to move through it. And I was just like, what a simple but awesome breakthrough. See, is, isn't it amazing how these mind tools, right? These perspective tools yeah. really, really arm you um, with, with the ability to control your, your emotions, the way you perceive yeah. things. Because 90% of the time, bro, the things that we're stressing about, and I've noticed this through reflection in my journal, right? I'll, I'll write down some stuff that in the moment, seems like the biggest problems in the world. Right. But after you get past them and then I go back and I read and I, I can sense how stressed I was in that moment. And I'm like, yo, yeah. it was all nothing. It was some shit that I was making up in my head, 
you know, for whatever reason, but that's, that's just how our brains work. And it's a yep. weird way. I mean, it's, uh, it's counterproductive, but you have sure. to have the awareness. It's, you have to have the awareness and it's just not in that moment. And it's hard in the moment, but if you can develop the awareness in that moment to stop yourself and say, listen, breaks, listen, Matt, you're bugging out. Cut it out. Let's figure out a solution for this and move on. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like when it was interesting. Right <laughs> <laughs> when it, and we will, and we will, but it was interesting that, um, like I noticed it, it, it sort of, it gave me like a little power. I felt like it mm. gave me like a little bit of like, Oh, so that's what's up. Like I got control over this. That's how, truly how it made me feel. But anyway, yeah. let's get into this. Let's get into this. All right. But yes, before we get into the topic of the day, please guys continue to leave the reviews on iTunes again. I'm, I'm sorry if we pound this into your heads too much, but we need the reviews. They help a lot. They help a lot. They help a lot. That's all we're asking you to do. Leave a review and share the podcast with, with a friend, screenshot it on social media. That's all we're asking you to do. <laughs> I just actually had to do like three things, but that's all I'm asking you guys to do. Because again, this thing, it, it costs money. It costs, it, it costs time. It, it, it's a lot of energy and resources and preparation that goes into these podcasts. And we just ask that you guys help us grow. That's it. Yep. And it's at, at the time of this recording, there's 211 reviews. And I thank each and every single one of you. I really, really appreciate you. And I'm going to shout some of y'all out real quick. Lexus2243. I don't know who you are, but I really appreciate you. Uh, this person said so motivational. Uh, Jay Cardia, really appreciate you. Um, Alex, uh, Alex Gar, Alex, Alex Gar 909. B1 GTRAV. I really wish y'all put your names in here. I, I, I would like to say something to y'all. I really appreciate you. But guys, that means so much. And that's going to help us climb to the top of this, top of this 10 in the health podcast. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to be choosing one or two really good reviews to share with the, the audience yeah. and, and give you guys some love for giving us some love. Um, yeah. So, so thanks in advance. And if you have left a review like way back in 2018 before I was even up on the scene on this bad boy. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm going to really look and see, you know, who took the time. First of all, if you leave a review, awesome. But if you leave a really in-depth review, that means even more. So let's get into it. All right. So look, today we're going to be talking about cheat days, cheat meals, ref refeeds, however you want to frame them. It's something different treat for day. every single person. Treat day. Um, we're going to talk about the psychology of it. I think I have some very unique perspective. I don't want to call it unique. I think anyone who understands the body, understands nutrition, that understands the psychology behind building a healthy relationship with food, right? Yeah. Not just eating healthy, because that's one aspect of uh, health when it comes to nutrition, but a healthy relationship, just like a healthy relationship with your wife, with your family. Having a healthy relationship with food is very, very vital. And I think it takes some, it takes practice and it takes awareness. Sure. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, the, so, um, cheat days. Now, first of all, when I, when I was during, when I was in the middle of my weight loss transformation, if you will, I had a very negative relationship with food and with cheat days or cheat meals, I was afraid of them. I was afraid of them. I, I, I would think that if I ate one meal and I know a lot of, listen, I know most people listening right now can relate to this. Yeah. I felt like yeah. if I ate one high calorie, greasy fried meal, 
that I was instantly going to lose. I mean, going to gain back every ounce that I yep. lost. Right. It was over. It so was over. It was bad. So it, it probably, it probably took me honestly four months to really work up the nerve to eat some goddamn chicken wings and some French fries. Right. Bad move because what happened is I ended up, uh, binging and falling off the wagon, gained back a whole bunch of weight for the simple fact that I, I had no balance in my diet at all. I was strictly, if it wasn't chicken breast and broccoli or something along those lines, I did not put it into my face and I paid the price for that, right? I paid the price for it. And I think one of the, one of the, one of the upsides of cheat days, and I'm going to get into that term, right? I, I honestly, personally, I use it just because I know that's what everyone identifies yeah. the, that meal or that day with. But I personally, I don't like the terminology cheat or treat uh, meals or days or however, however you, you do it. Um, I think it has, a, it has a negative con connotation because it's the idea that if you're good, you get to, you're eating clean. Or if you're bad, you're eating whatever the opposite of clean is, right? Dirty. Or yeah. I don't, anyway. Um, and I just don't like that. I, I don't think it helps a person develop a good relationship with food just because the way it mentally frames these sort of things, right? You have this, you have this guilt involved when you're eat when you're when you're eating anything that's that's that should be balancing your diet out, right? I don't think there's good and bad foods. I just think there's certain foods that you should eat less of than others, right? You don't there's, think there's you don't think there's a difference between good and bad foods? No, bro, because it's all food. It's it's it's. Are you gonna are you gonna? What I say that when I say that I mean. I don't think any food should be villainized. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. I like that. I like that. Right. Because there's, it's, there's a place for it in our diet. There's a place for cheeseburgers and French fries in your diet. It has a very small place. Okay. But there's a okay. place for it nonetheless. Right. Sure. Okay. So that's what I mean. There's, there, there are, there are foods you should eat more of than others, but I sure. don't like saying that there's good food and bad food. I just don't like, I don't like it. I don't want you guys to expect to leave this podcast with a perspective or philosophy on cheat meals that is perfect for you, right? I want to discuss the, the different, our different thoughts and philosophies on the subject. And I want you to figure out what works best for you. Now, the cheat meal, uh, approach, right? It works for me. It depends on my mental state. Right. It depends on what my particular goal is. It depends on, um, it, there's a lot of factors that, that determines whether that one cheap meal or a cheap day per week works for me. Right. Yep. If, uh, typically it doesn't because it's, like I said, it encouraged me, it encourages me to have a negative relationship with food in general. Right. Mm. Because it, like I said, it villainizes me personally. I think the best approach, and this is for me, guys, I'm not saying this is the best approach for you is to have balance every single day. Right. I, I throw in quote unquote bad foods, right. In my, in my meal, in my day, every day, 
meaning if it fits my macros, then I can eat it, right? So I make sure, and this prevents that binge, you know, that binge desire at the end of the week when you're like, yes, you know, I worked hard all week. I've been, I, I've been eating clean all week. And now Sunday, I want to eat 10 pizzas. Like, no, that's, that's, that's really counterproductive. And I know, and I remember, and this is coming from personal experience. I would, I would hold it together all week and then I would lose it on, on my cheat day. And that's not, that's not, that's not going to help you in the long run. I, I don't think so. What are your thoughts? I think that for anybody that has an addictive personality, it's a completely different conversation. So just like you said, there's, there is no one size fits all, which sucks because it sounds like we may try to, we, we may be trying to be elusive about this topic, but it's simply the case that if you have an addictive personality, it's totally different. Um, and I, I want to start by saying that you don't deserve bad food, quote unquote, bad food. Um, I think a lot of people go into it of like desperation of that cheat day. I deserve that because I did so well these six other days, which I get it. Like I, I get it. Um, and I think even starting out, if that's what you have to do, then that's what you have to do. But it, if you look at the psychology, if you look at the the mindset of I deserve bad food, I mean, if we're if we're keeping it one hundred. Your body needs nothing, needs nothing but whole, whole foods. What mm -hmm. we want is something totally different. So don't think that you deserve bad food. Um, but just like you said earlier, you were afraid of, you know, a cheat meal, treat meal, cheat day. And like I've had clients that have been that way. I've had some friends that have been that way. And, you know, like you are being overpowered by this food and, mm -hmm. When you have the ability to have that treat day, treat meal, whatever, or implementing it into your everyday, like Bricks does, like that's when you have, you've pinned it down. You haven't mastered it, but you've pinned it down. And, um, that's when I think that you're on top, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So now if, if you're like, if you're one of those people and, I, and it depends on the mindset I'm in. Yeah. Where if you try to work in, like you can't eat three Oreo cookies, right? If you can fit three Oreo cookies into your macros, into your calorie requirements, and if you can contain yourself after you just eat three, then that may work for you. But if you're a person and you know yourself, you can't just eat seven ruffles, then that yeah. may not be the approach for you, right? Yeah. And for me, like I said, it's at times I can, and then there's times I can't. So sure. it, it all, it, it's all going to come back to your self-awareness. And I know we use that term a lot, right? But you have to yeah. know your vices, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, pick up on the patterns, right? We all have failed enough to recognize some sort of pattern in in our adherence, right? In, in our ability to stay focused with the nutrition or our, our ability to stay consistent in the gym. There's a pattern and you have to utilize all those missteps and those failures from the past in order to um, use that information to strategize, right? So when we're talking about the cheat meals now, and again, I, I, 
Matt mentioned, this may sound like we're being elusive, right? But it's truly, there's, it really depends on who we're talking about and your tendencies. And then your, like he said, your, um, if you have an addictive personality, then you have to approach it a different way. Um, yeah. But, um, what was my next point? Like the psychological barriers, right, can be harder to overcome than the physical barriers of making small changes to your diet, which is why some people still clear cheat meals completely, right? Yeah. And I don't know, man. This is this is one of those topics where all right, so from from your clients, right? Typically what do you what do you hear from people uh when it comes to the cheat meal topic? Um <clears throat> typically, typically they're shocked when I say, I want you to take one day a week where, you know, you, you don't blow it out of the water. Like, I don't want you to, to literally be shoveling just nothing but cake in your face, but I want you to take that day and be like, this is, you know, I'm going to do kind of what I want. Um, yeah. And because that gives them freedom that gives them that gives them the feeling that they're in control um everything i don't want to say yeah no it is pretty much every single time every you want me to do what but 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 you don't think that's dangerous to tell a client that they can pretty much have a day where they can eat whatever they want because no. we both know no, I don't. we we hold on we both know that it's very easy to Take your body out of a caloric deficit for the week in one day. Correct. Which will mathematically stop them from losing weight. Sure, absolutely. And But I'll tell you why. You give them that amount of freedom. And mm-hmm. then they have, like, so for me, for instance, when I started out, I was like, all right, I'm doing great six days a week. And that seventh day, I would blow it out of the water. I would eat like an animal and I'd feel like garbage the next day. And that's, I mean, that's when I was like 20, 21, which is, I mean, you don't feel it as much as you feel it when you're 29. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would feel like garbage. So I noticed that I noticed that on that cheat day, treat day, whatever, I was like, it's not as much of a reward as it was. So it's like a Mm -hmm. self learning piece. Um, for for me, for what I found, it was a self learning piece, and like now it's to the point where I don't want to say that I don't have treat days or cheat days, but um, I'm not desperate for a cheat day because I know so, how I feel. So are you uh, are you allowing your clients to essentially self sabotage in hopes that they understand that they that they learn to calibrate their treat day um yeah exactly that what you're hoping because 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 here's the thing i can sit here and say you know like it depends on the level of involvement of this client if this client is not tracking if they're not you know checking in for their routine if they're not training how they should i mean there's only so much i can do already but let's say that they're dialed in let's saying that they're doing what they they should be doing they're mm-hmm. they're developing this self awareness. So I mean, because mm-hmm. I feel like we can only teach so much. We can only say, "Go ahead." 
what's what's your purpose? Because I don't I don't agree with that. I would never tell a client, mm-hmm. hey, seventh day or whatever day, one day a week, pretty much eat what you want. I would never tell a client that. What 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 are you trying to achieve with that? To develop self-awareness. So the seventh day, they're still tracking their macros. They're still trying to shoot around their macros. They're not blowing it out of the water. Now, if they if if the seventh day, like for weeks and weeks and weeks, they were blowing it out of the water, then that would be a conversation. Absolutely. I'm not going to let them just run wild. But mm-hmm. it's the point of developing the self-awareness of, oh my God, I feel like crap when I eat that amount of calories. I feel like crap when I eat over. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, I've, I've seen it work. I've seen it work. Okay. But I get what you, yeah. but I get what you're saying and I understand why you'd say that. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a difference in, in philosophy in coaching philosophy. Um, and I, again, I think, I think, I think it's, it's extremely important and it's, it's, it depends on that person's level of involvement because you know, as well as I know, you have people that are, that are really, really trying to change. And then you have people that are, that are halfway there. Mm-hmm. I think, I just think it's more valuable to, to teach someone to have balance in their diet every day. Sure. And I, I, I think because that that's, it, I think that's what that attains. Having, having a cheat day on the seventh, once a week, help someone have balance in their diet? Yeah, because when they see how, how bad they feel, look, you give them, you give them this freedom. You give them this ability. And again, I'm not saying eat 19 cakes. I'm not saying going one, th- mm-hmm. going over 1,000 calories, but the freedom. And then if, if and when they feel the way they feel after eating negatively, then they, they are seeing they have the freedom to realize this rather than, well, this is what Matt said I should do. They are able to open so, their eyes so, rather than so me. So it's kind of like letting, letting, it's kind of like letting your kid touch the fire. Yeah, pretty much. It's a good way to put it. Sure. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I get it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I that mean, way, I would, I wouldn't I let it. my kid hold, hold his hand on the stove, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes those lessons can be most lessons that we learn are self-taught, I think. The most impactful that right, is. So let, let me say this then. I think there are clients that that would that could work with, right? But sure. from my experience and I've literally had hundreds of clients for for I'm I think 80% I would not suggest that for for my current mm-hmm. for the, for the clients that I've had. Um Sure. So so do you, so do you think it's a it's more of a physiological or psychological uh, advantage to have that treat day psychological yeah psychological absolutely so uh, psychologically i think i think the advantages are definitely psychological but there's there's also physiological advantages to take you know to giving your body um an, an influx of carbs let's just say you know for not so much as bro science makes it out you know they like they tell you a cheat date it it revs up your metabolism i think it ha- it's a more of a hormonal a hormonal thing right yeah sure it restores it restores your leptin levels but it's not specifically pizza or ice cream that does this right 
like I've seen a lot of um, websites or fitness influencers make it out to be. It's not, it's not that. It's, it's just an influx of calories and carbs that restores the leptin levels. And leptin, leptin is one of the hormones that is responsible for fat loss, right? Sure. But sure. I think it is, it's, it's definitely psychological. Um, but to back up a little bit to, to my point before, I think that having, fitting in certain foods, right? Certain, let's call them, let's call them, what's the, what's the word? What's the word for the, the type of foods we want to indulge? Indulgent foods, right? Foods that we would like to indulge in. Um, I think fitting them in every day or every other day is, it does way more for your psychology. Because now it's like, okay, I can eat like this forever, right? I can eat like this forever. I, I, I like to suggest people eating in a way that they can commit to forever in order to yeah. lose weight. Sure, right? sure. I still eat the same foods in the same way that I ate when I was trying to lose weight. Sure. Because now it's a, it's a, part, of my, it's a part of my lifestyle. It's my daily routine. It's the foods I eat every day. So now when I go to get a sandwich, a healthy, a healthy sandwich from the sandwich place up the street, I, I definitely still get a bag of chips mm-hmm. because I can do that. And, and I can still lose body fat. And I, I want people to understand that you can still eat these foods that are quote unquote no-nos, right? And still yeah. lose body fat. You'd be surprised what you can get away with when you're accurately tracking it. It's so yep. much more so about how much it is that you're putting into your body versus what it is. Yes, what it is, what you put into your body matters a lot. The quality of your food matters a lot, but it matters way less than most people think. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's not, it hasn't been uncommon for me to say in the past, you can lose weight eating nothing but cake. It's not healthy at all. I mean, you're, you're no. lacking on micronutrients, um, and I would not suggest it, but you can lose weight eating nothing but cake. By the way, I don't have a meal plan that does that, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let me say this too. I think to be successful with, late, with weight, loss, weight loss, excuse me, long-term, you have to, and notice the key word I said is long-term. Yeah. You have to enjoy the way and what you're eating, right? So let's say your trainer gives you a, a meal plan and has all these clean foods, you know, low glycemic carbs, very little fruit, you know, the same old boring dried chicken breast and sweet potato, right? Yes, you will lose weight if you eat that stuff. But if you don't enjoy eating that stuff, you ain't I don't gonna, think it's going to keep it's gonna, it. Yeah, you're not going to stick to it. Nope. And now there's two different approaches, right? There's the approach where you're trying to lose weight by any means necessary. And then there's the approach where I'm trying to lose weight and I want to keep this off for the rest of my life. And and that is going to determine the approach, right? One yeah. is very, you can, you can be very aggr- aggressive with weight loss if, if you're intending to have a, a strictly business relationship with your nutrition, right? 
if it's strictly business and you understand that it's a long, it's a short term situation that, you know, that I, I'm dealing with here, then that's, that's one approach. But if you're like me and you want to lose weight, you want to keep it off, you want to enjoy food because listen, it's, you know what people, you know, say you should eat to live, not eat, live to eat. I, that makes sense. But how many people do you know that are really, <laughs> really have a strictly business relationship with food? They don't enjoy it, you know, and I, I get the concept, but it's not, I don't think that's realistic. We yeah. all love, it's a part of our culture, bro. Yeah. And, and it, unless you're one of those very rare people who can really divorce the enjoyment aspect of a relationship with food, Right. If unless you're one of those people, I think you should find a way to still enjoy your food and and still be able to reach whatever fitness goals you may have with your nutrition. Also, I wanted I wanted to have a, a little bit lighter side of this. Um, and I was wondering, because when I was in Virginia meeting you and all that, like you had the whipped cream and the uh, the rice cakes and all that. Like, I know you guys have seen it as oatmeal and all that. So tell me, what is your, when you're, when you are trying to blow it out for this quote unquote mm -hmm. bad food, what would you do? Honestly, I don't blow it out anymore, man. I, I like, I don't. For the fun of the view, for the fun of the viewers and the listeners, what would you do? Okay. How about this? What did you do back in the day? What was blowing it out back then? Mm. There mm. you go. There you go. Unlimited wings and chocolate unlimited cake. Wings? Like I, okay. I br unlimited wings, bro. Like I listen. I had a very bad relationship with food, man. And even I mean, even well after I lost a hundred and some some odd pounds, I still yeah. had a very. Ter it was just on the opposite side of the spectrum. Sure. Um, I would be. I would binge, man. We would go to unlimited wings, and I, I swear to God, I ate fifty wings one day. And then I had chocolate cake and then I threw up all over my bathtub. Like wow. I would do stupid shit like that, bro. Yeah. You know, that's nuts. because it, it was, it was literally an addiction. So what I started doing, like you said, I would pay attention to how my body felt. Like I would yeah. literally have a hangover. Is it that day. that's the most powerful thing that I've found is how you felt, you know, like you like, and it's, it's almost like, like you, you gave in and I, I hate to even say that, but you gave in. And then you ate whatever it is and you're like, God, that was good. Mm -hmm. And then like the next day yeah. you're so bloated and you just feel like garbage. And it's just like, that was, that's such a, that was such a learning point for me. Such a learning but point for me. But here's the thing, right? And this is why I'm careful with, with, with that sort of thing with clients, because most people, that's their baseline. That's how they mm -hmm. feel all the time. So they, it really takes a while of cleansing your body of all these satiating foods that we indulge in, right? Sure. Sure. It takes a, a few weeks of eating really healthy, wholesome, well-prepared whole foods to really get your body to the point where once you do reintroduce those foods, you feel like shit. You know, yeah. most people, they, they don't really realize it. They don't really recognize it. So, um, it, but it is powerful though. Once you do, once you do realize that eating fried foods and high sugar, high fats, high salt foods literally make your body feel really, really bad. Once you, yep. once you're able to 
remember that it, it takes the value away from that experience of eating these foods, right? I don't yeah. enjoy them as much because the whole time I'm thinking like, damn, in the morning, I'm going to feel this. And honestly, even when you're in your younger twenties, man, if you're paying attention, yeah, you still feel that. Exactly. You still feel that sugar and that salt and that, yep. and those fats just working on your body, bro, in a bad way. Yep. You know, so just gotta be aware <laughs> of it though. Yep. Absolutely. One, it's like, I think that somebody could make the argument that, you know, implementing something that's quote unquote bad every day could be taken advantage of, you know, like, and I, I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I like, I agree. Like I do dark chocolate almost every single day, but like, I think that somebody somewhere could argue that. And that's why I think it's so individualistic, you know, and yeah. to be fair and to be fair, bricks, he has had more clients than I had hands down, hands down. Again, it's, it's very individualistic. You have sure. to experiment with yourself. And I said, and I say this all the time. That's why consistency and resiliency is the most important thing because you can't gather enough information to really strategize with if you're not sticking with it long enough. Yeah. Right. So figure out what works best for you, whether that's trying to sneak in a, uh, a, an indulgence every single day or having a cheat or treat day or just having one meal per week or having two meals per week, like figure out what works best for you. Pay attention to how your body feels, how, like for me, I like to schedule on. And that, that was another question, Matt. Let me back up a little bit. So on these treat days with your clients, do you have them do it on a day where they don't work out? Because, because treat, treat days, cheat days in the mind of one of my clients, most of my clients involve not working out. And I think that's very counterproductive to have a treat, especially if it's a day, right? Especially if it's a treat day or cheat day to do it on a day where you're not working out. It's like double trouble because sure. at the end of the day, this is still a numbers game, right? Your body honestly can handle the calories way better. Like I, like me personally, I tell my clients to have their cheat meal or their treat day or whatever on leg day. Okay. I like that. Right. Or make their cheat day, make leg day the day after their treat day or their mm -hmm. cheat meal. Sure. Because that's when I personally feel the strongest in the gym is when I've had a refeed. I call them refeed meals, right? Yeah. I don't, cause I don't, per, in my personal life, I don't use that term cheat, right? Sure. Um, I feel way stronger in the gym. So that's when I train legs the day after my cheat day or my cheat meal or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. So you want to, I say all that to say, you want to strategize with this. You want to pay attention to how you feel. You want to see how your body responds. Are you retaining water? What's the scale doing? Even though I don't like the scale, but how are you looking in the, in the mirror? How's your jeans fitting the next day? Like you want to pay, how, what's your energy level like? How did you sleep that night? You want to pay attention to all these factors and then use that to adjust how you do it. Period. Well, and I, again, like, I'm not going to say it again, but it's per person. Like I have, I have one guy that it, like he trained, he trains so much. I have to, I have one guy and one gal that, that I have to tell them to stop training as much as they are. Like that's how hard they're going. And I feel like for them, it's less important. Now I have, I have another person that they're not doing everything they should be doing. 
And like that's that's when the the treat day is sort of I don't want to say off the table, but like I'm not focusing on that. Like I, I'll I'll revisit and be like, hey, have you been doing this treat day? Have you been doing this cheat day? That's not my question when you're not on your game. You know, my question mm-hmm. is like, what do we need to do to refocus, reset, and get you back to get you back on this path that we originally set out to? So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, let's let's wrap up, bro. Um, yeah. All right, that's it. <laughs> Peace, y'all. <laughs> Later, y'all. <laughs>